The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast and thank you for joining us today as we continue studying through the Word of God. And uh, for many of you, uh, I hope, I know you've stayed, some of you stayed, it's been a great encouragement. I'm glad it is. We, I, I think the study of the Word of God is truly one of the things that encourages us and, and keeps us going. And it's, and, and it's not the person doing it, although sometimes it, you know, they can be used as a tool of encouragement, but it is the Word of God that brings the encouragement. It is the truths of the Word of God because they are, it's not something that a preacher kind of manipulates to make say something. It is God's Word. It is God speaking through His Word to us. It says powerful truths, and so I, I really hope it's encouragement. I'm glad you're with us, and I hope even today we can continue to be a blessing to you through this. So if you're following along with us, we're going to be in the book of Ruth, chapter 2, as we continue through the idea of the kinsman redeemer. Now, starting tomorrow, we're going to dig in a little bit to the idea of what it culturally meant under the idea of kinsman redeemer, and we'll be able to continue to point the pictures back um, the idea of kinsman redeemer, we look at Christ who is, was, our kinsman redeemer, and we'll explain how that works. But um, when we look at this today, we're going to see a unique aspect in this story that, uh, you know, when we were talking with, through the life of Joseph and just recently last week as we walked through the beginning of the book of Ruth, uh, we talked a lot about the idea of decisions. I mentioned that sometimes, I think, and, and sometimes wrongfully, I think we can focus all of our attention on the decisions that Elimelech made to bring his family down to Moab, uh, which we could say at least by the laws and commandments of God was not a right decision. We understand that the world, their, their home was in famine. We understand all the things. They probably weren't worshiping God to begin with at this point, hence the reason they were in punishment. A lot of different things going on. But the fact is, he knew he stepped outside of God's will to do that. Whether or not that's the result of why he and his sons died, we'll never know. But we can, and rightfully so, talk a little bit about how decisions can have good and bad ramifications. Uh, what I'm gonna, what I'm gonna look at is we talked today about we begin to see God's hand of blessing upon Ruth for good decisions she made. Ruth decided to leave everything she knew. She decided to leave her home. She decided to leave her religion. She decided to leave her culture that she would have been comfortable in and this Moab culture to leave and go back to Bethlehem, a very different culture, a Hebrew culture. Um, he, they, she went and put her trust as we're reading a little bit under God, Jehovah God. She gave up everything she knew to follow Naomi and to make that hers. And so we're going to talk a bit about the decisions that happen. And one of the decisions I hope you understand, it's an important one when you look at that, and it's the decision of salvation. One of the things we can make the comparison to is we'll see in a little bit that Boaz mentions that she placed her trust under God. She accepted God as her Savior, as, as her God, if religion of a term you want to use. And with that, we begin to see how it began to change her life. Now, please understand uh, as we talk about this, I do want to talk about God's blessing upon her for the decision she made, but please, I am not a proponent of what people call prosperity gospel, where if you always make good decisions, God will always bless you. Because if we talked about this, and if you were with us in the study of Joseph, Joseph made every right decision according to what's recorded in Scripture. And yet it seemed like his life got worse. You know, he made a right decision to obey his dad. He got thrown into a pit. Made a right decision uh, when he's in Potiphar's house to obey. He got thrown in jail. Made a right decision to do right in jail and got stuck there longer. Ultimately, he was placed in a great place of authority. 
But we do see in all of this that just because he made right decisions and honor God doesn't mean his life is always going to be easy. So I don't believe this prosperity lie that if I'm right with God, I will, my life will always be good. I just, I don't believe that. I don't see that. It's just not biblical. What I do see though, is that when you decide to make right decisions and follow God, you can expect God's blessing. And it's going to, you know, sometimes through the hard times, at the end of the hard times, you can expect that. So let's evaluate that as we read, uh, actually a larger section of scripture here, Ruth chapter 2, starting in verse 4. The Bible says, And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, Now please remember in context, Ruth had just gone out to reap off the sides of the fields. uh, When they would harvest, sometimes there were pieces that didn't get put into the bundles. um, And so it was just kind of the extra. And uh, under the law Moses put out, they were supposed to leave extra for those who could not afford to get it themselves. And so understanding this, uh, uh, Ruth goes back in and she's pulling off the side of the extra reapers. And so we come to verse four where she's doing this and Boaz comes into the picture. Verse four again, and Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, the Lord be with you. And they answered him, the Lord bless thee. And so they're kind of talking back and forth to this group of people who uh, were there taking from his fields and he's putting his, you know, the, the standard blessing to them. Verse five, then said Boaz and his servant that was set over the reapers, whose damsel is this? And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheep. So she came and continued even from the morning until now that she tarried a little in the house. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not glean into another field, neither go from hence but abide here, here fast by my maidens. Now, before we go further, I want to mention these couple verses that, you know, she, the, the servant tells Boaz who Ruth is as an understanding. They both understood that, that what the story, they, they knew that Naomi was home. They knew that a Moabitish, her daughter-in-law, Moabitish daughter had come with. Uh, they'd heard about everything that, and, and honestly, understanding this, understanding everything Ruth had given up to follow Naomi back home. So we begin to see that, that the, if you want to say the fame of this story, the, uh, the telling of Naomi coming home and all the battles that she went through and Ruth being there, this was known. And of course, Boaz was a relative of Elimelech. And so he might have known more. But uh, the people around had talked about it. Ruth, Ruth was known. Uh, verse 9, he, she, he continues to say unto Ruth, Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, go unto the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Simply what he's saying is, I'm going to treat you special. He said, uh, these, if you're taking too much or pulling from the wrong place, my servants will not stop you. And when you're thirsty, take from the same water my servants take from, from the better stuff, the ones that, the good stuff. He goes, please, uh, and, and you're going to be honored. Now, it was a little easier to, for him, for the people to recognize this was a daughter-in-law of a relative of his. And so yeah, that, that, to an extent, would have made sense uh, for the people following, but he was the master. He could do what he wanted to. Then verse 10, then she, this is Ruth, fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, why? Have I found grace in thine eyes, that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband. And now thou hast left thy father and thy mother in the land of thy nativity, and are come unto a people which thou knowest not heretofore. And the Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel. Catch this 
under whose wings thou art come to trust. He says, you've given up everything. You've treated your mother-in-law well, and you've left to a place that is strange, and you've placed your trust in God, which we see in verse 12. Verse 13, then she said, let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord, for that thou hast comforted me, and for that thou hast spoken friendly unto thine handmaid, though I be not like unto one of thy handmaids. And Boaz said unto her, at mealtime, come thou hither, and eat of the bread, and dip thy morsel in the vinegar. And she sat beside the reapers, and he reached and, and he reached her parched corn, and she did eat, and was uh, sufficed and left. And when she was risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and reproach her not. So he's saying, even amongst the stuff we've reaped up, the good stuff we've wrapped over, let her even take from the really good stuff, not the leftovers. Let her have the best. Verse 16, And let fall some, catch this, we've heard this phrase a lot, and let fall also some, of the handfuls of purpose for her, and leave them that she may glean and rebuke her not. So she gleaned in the field until even, and beat out that she had gleaned, and it was about an epaph of a barley. So he says, even then, go out, and when you're reaping, purposely throw the good stuff down. Make it easy on her. Don't make her have to work as hard. Then it goes on to say that she beats, how did it put, beat out of that she had gleaned. So what happened was you would get the wheat, you pull it up, and then you'd have to beat out the stuff you could use, literally hitting it, beating it. It was very hard work. So one of the things that um, he noticed and was obvious in this case is that Ruth was not afraid of work. And she wasn't just doing it for herself. She came instead of her mother-in-law, who more than likely there are probably other older women, widows, that was one of the premises of this. Please remember something um, in the culture of the day. A woman's I don't want to say value. A, a woman's position was based on her husband. They, they couldn't own land, things of that nature. And so when a husband passed away, uh, it's one of the reasons when a husband passed away, the wife would go to, to the next of kin, you know, the kindred, the next one. Um, because really your, your wealth and all that came through the husband. And so what happened was you probably saw many widows out there because if they were alone, this was a great way to take care of the widows. That's why the Bible tells us to take care of widows that are widows indeed. They do not have family to take care of them. It does become our responsibility to do that when there is no one else they're related to to do that. And so we, we look at this, we see that she probably, you know, she took the place of somebody. She was younger, obviously, than Naomi, took the place and, and then worked really hard. She's there all day long. He said they even, she even took less breaks. So you, Boaz sat back and saw a woman of character that was willing to give up everything to take care of really one of his relatives and then is sitting there all day long working. He was just amazed by her character. He was amazed by her willingness to do this, her work ethic. And, you know, and as I was reading some commentators this morning, they talked about maybe he found he was a single woman, a uh, he was a bachelor, sorry, single man, maybe found her attractive. And, and a lot of people love to immediately jump to the love story side of this. And it's possible it's there. Let me tell you what I see. I see the beginning of this where we begin to see God begin to work through this. You know, he wasn't, you know, Boaz recently before that wasn't expecting maybe Naomi to ever come home. And especially wasn't expecting to come home with a Moabite. He wasn't thinking that one day his future bride would be Moabite. He, and he never thought that it would work all the way it has. And so he's seeing this. And maybe, maybe it caught his attention. Maybe he realized, well, she's a relative. And I don't know. We don't know this yet at the point in the story. What we're seeing, though, I see is we see that Naomi, or excuse me, Ruth made decisions to sacrifice to give. And now we're beginning to see God work and bless. And again, culturally especially, this was unlikely because the Jewish people uh, we're told to an extent, do not marry inside, things of that nature for specific reasons, and mostly because the other groups believe different gods, and they're right. 
as they would marry out to other, other nations and accept their gods, it would take place and then Jehovah God was shoved out of Israel, which is really a lot of the ways that God was shoved out of worship in Israel was that reason. So uh, that none of this would have been considered normal. And yet we often see that God rarely works the way our mindset thinks he, he should. So and one of the things, I guess, as we finish with this, I look at this, is I see that, yes, Ruth made very hard decisions that, frankly, in her mind probably meant she gave up any chance of ever getting remarried and having a good life. And maybe, I don't know, maybe after Naomi died, she thought she'd move on. I don't know. What we do know is that now at this point, Ruth is beginning to see, even in the midst of some of the hardest work she'd probably done, we're beginning to see God begin to move through the details. Just like he did with Joseph, he's doing it with Ruth. Begin to work through the details for number one, her good, and honestly, to begin to understand the character of God. We understand the character of God in this because we see grace. You know, all the, Elimelech made a wrong decision, but we're beginning to constantly see the grace of God through this. We're seeing God's grace upon somebody who culturally they would have said doesn't deserve it. Now, she left her one belief and accepted the Jewish religion, so she did convert, if we can use that term. But it's still, it, it just was not normal in that day. And you look at it and you say, culturally, the last person it was expected, which is exactly the way that God works. You know, we, we so sometimes can pick back and say, well, that person deserves this or this person. Can I tell you that through salvation, through grace, through everyday life, God works the way God's going to work. And he offers grace to whom he's going to offer grace. And he's not a respecter of person. He offers grace to everyone. And it, it, it doesn't make a difference. Their background, their decisions. God is in the work of redemption. Which means God's in the work of redeeming you through salvation and then everyday life. You know what that means? When you made, sometimes we make decisions. And like in like we make decisions that may be the result of some really serious battles or struggles in our life. And we say, like Mara or, or Naomi, she's calling me Mara. God has dealt bitterly with me. And yet God, through that, worked to bring redemption, not just salvation, but life. Bring them back to a place of blessing with him and, and, and enjoyment, fulfillment in life in spite of wrong decisions. That is the premise of the grace of God. And wherever you are, whatever decisions made, God works through his grace and redemption for you and constantly does that every day. Don't ever let Satan tell you differently. Don't ever let Satan convince you that you've gone too far for God's grace, whether you're saved or not. He, he will offer salvation to everyone who will come and forgiveness to anyone who will ask. And may we hold strongly to that as we begin to see God's grace slowly work through this. I'll tell you, thank you for joining us again on this Tuesday edition of the Source of Truth podcast, and we hope you have a great rest of your day, great rest of the week, and uh, we truly hope it's an encouragement. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next time.